Welcome to Coin Talk Cafe. I'm Juan. To the right of me is Charlie Hoarder. Hey. To the left of me is Lava the Whale. What up? And we have a great episode today. This is episode three. What's an ICO? What is an ICO? What is Someone it? Someone explain it to me. It's very complicated. What's an ICO, man? It's like tokens that people generate or something, and I can buy them, and I, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. But everyone's telling me I should put all my money in ICO. ICO this, ICO that. So, what is an initial coin offering? Lama, what do you think? That's what it stands for, ICO. It's sort of I, similar to like IPOs, but okay. it's coins. Yeah. ICO. For me, ICO means money. That's what I think. Everybody says you make money with ICO. So, for me, ICO is money. Yeah, it's money. It's I know people are making a lot of money in ICOs. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So, if I had to explain it to someone why you should get an ICOs, so is it? What should I tell them? Yeah, that's my that's my first question every time when I hear about ICO. What is the difference between ICO and cryptocurrency? Oh, that's true. That's a great question. All right. So where do you start? So you have to start back with that IPO. It's an initial public offering. ICO is it's that thing that happens in the stock market, right? Yeah. It's like when, when like, companies go through their series and like venture funding and all that shit, and then they go public. Yeah, yeah when well, I sell like, shares. It's like, I want to go public and sell all my shares to the, on the stock exchange and get raise all this capital so that I can execute my dreams and my reality. But for IPO to happen, they have to go through a whole lot of process, right? Yeah. And they got to have this process validated with uh, this legal entities. They should have kind of really good backing for their ideas. Yeah. Or they should have some kind of, some sort of, already established uh, idea or yeah right? and usually you have to so like for the ICO well, right, for, I'm sorry for the IPO so see, see, I'm going to get fucked up for the remaining I'm going to say ICO and IPO for the rest of our podcast yeah. so for a traditional IPO you have to file the S1 or something through the Security Exchange Commission where you file and put together a perspective of what you're going to do in the market what your company is uh-huh. and someone on the right side and the, a bank takes over and a bank calls a bunch of different people up and they all invest money and also, yeah. most of the time, what I've seen is IPO is filed by already existing companies. Yes, which yes. is which proven is doing companies. which which is proven in some aspects. So, so they are yeah. doing really good, and yeah. now they know we can do even better. Exactly. For this thing, we need more money. So let's uh, generate a whole lot of money by collecting from a whole mm. lot of investors. Exactly. So it's like an access to capital. So there's a way to tap into a bunch of capital. But like you said, it's tricky because the company has to be established somewhat. But in the dot-com era, that wasn't so much the case. So a lot of companies like Pets.com, they were all, everyone was rushing to say, it's kind of like the blockchain thing that's going on now, where was like everyone was rushing and saying they were an internet company. And you had a lot of IPOs, a lot of IPOs, and investors kept buying it up, and eventually the bubble popped. And, you know, and then the big, company, the big companies came out ahead. Okay. But there were a lot of companies that didn't come out ahead, a lot of companies that went dead. You know, and, and never made any money. Yeah, but that, that's, that's interesting, right? That's yeah. for IPO. That's traditional IPO. But you IPOs. don't need any yeah. any. Although ICO is yeah. like kind of you can compare it with IPO, mm-hmm. but it's different way than different. IPO. Way yeah. different, right? Totally different. You can take a reference of IPO mm-hmm. to understand the concept, but whole idea of ICO is different. Yeah, the steps are very different. The there is no so there is no authority anymore. Yeah. Right? So that anyone can make an ICO. Okay. And there's no legal framework currently mm. 
for ICOs. You don't file, at least in America, I, I don't, in other countries, maybe there is a, a process for it. But you, traditionally, you, if you were doing an IPO, you would have to file with someone, with some sort of securities commission. Hmm. But if you're doing an ICO, there is no commission hmm. for an ICO. And you even don't have to have any product. You don't have to have anything. Yeah. You can today say you want to start an ICO, put out a webpage, and raise some money. That's awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. And it's just like, what, what I'm understanding is, it's just selling your idea. You have this idea to do something and you don't have that idea in, in a product at that moment, but just the idea is there and yeah. you just write it down. This is the idea, how it's going to work and this is going to make money. And then you're going to create an ICO based on your idea and tell people that this idea is going to work and everybody's going to believe you and yeah so it's like so you have so you're going to all right so you the idea is you're going to come up with a coin some sort of token some sort of coin that has a value and you're going to instead of making that coin available through the traditional sense like bitcoin bitcoin initially was not ico'd bitcoin was just mined so in order to get bitcoins you had to mine bitcoins and that's how you got to the bitcoins so you had to do some work for it, and then you found the Bitcoins, and then that's how you got them. But there's other coins that actually get what's called pre-mined, where they mine it beforehand, and they find all the tokens, and then they issue out those tokens. And that's what, that issuing out of tokens is called the initial coin offer. So that's where it gets interesting. Yeah. Ethereum is ICO? Yeah, Ethereum was one of the ICO. first successful ICOs, yeah. really big successful ICOs. They actually got us into this mess that we're in now, where it's yeah. like... They are the inventor of ICOs. They weren't kind the of, first. They, they weren't. They were the, one of the bigger ones. The mm -hmm. bigger ones. So bef they actually had a website. It was a lot more polished. There was a lot of ICOs that happened on Bitcoin Talk hmm. forums where people just send each other money, pretty much. And you had to trust. You had to trust a guy. So it was like before, back in the days, I would post, "Hey, I have this great idea," and I would post on a forum, and you know, people who were interesting, I would be like, "Hey, if you're interested, send me bitcoins to this one address," and then everyone would send bitcoins, and then I had to track it. And it became really complicated because now you had to trust me or whoever was managing the money to make sure that the money went somewhere. Nice. Then you don't have to have anything, just idea. Just an idea. And you can sell it. Just an idea. Wait, it is basically like a Kickstarter. It's exactly like a Kickstarter. That's the best way to put it. It's a right? Kickstarter, but for because everybody tokens. understands Kickstarter. Yeah. So it's so Kickstarter. It is more like Kickstarter than IPO. So it's like a Kickstarter. It's like, all right. Two parts Kickstarter, one part IPO. Yeah. Because Kickstarter is also like you're selling ideas. Makes sense. Yeah. Right? You're selling ideas and generating money from collecting money from all. So in Kickstarter, what happens is like if that Kickstarter is not funded well and you're going to get your money back. Yes. So what's going to happen in ICO? Like there is an idea, somebody put it in your ICO. Yes. And we're going mm -hmm. to collect this much money or this much tokens yeah. going to be sold. But what's going to happen if that target is not met? Okay, so you do fundraisers. It's like a fundraiser for the token. And you have a cap. And you say, I want to sell 10 Bitcoins worth of coins. And if I don't hit my cap, everyone will get refunded. Oh, nice. Yeah. Depends on the rules that I set. Now, I could also say I have soft caps that says, this is the minimum threshold. Once I hit that minimum threshold, everything's locked. So how do we get money back? Like, they're going to just give it... Or this is where it gets very interesting, Lama. Very, very fucking interesting. So, in exchange for hard-earned... Okay, so you'll take... This is going to get a little weird and complicated. 
So if I give you my imaginary J and J token, yeah. you're going to give me one Bitcoin, and I'll yeah. give you yeah, imaginary. That, that, yeah, yeah. That, that is the exchange. That's like, the exchange. That, that's that's the ICO rule. They're gonna say like, if you give me one Bitcoin, then yes. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you ten ten JJ coins. Ten JJ coins. Right. So the JJ actually I don't like the name JJ coins. We come up with a way better name. Um, so XYZ. XY. So XYZ coin. So XYZ coin. So for the XYZ coin, once I give you the money, we swap. You now have this new token, this new coin that's just come out. That coin could be worthless, but it's not. It's worth whatever you paid me at the time. So it, it is going to be one-tenth. It, it's coin, uh, it's XYZ coin going to worth one-tenth of a Bitcoin. Yes. That you exchange for 10? Yes, exactly. For one, right? Exactly. So it's worth one-tenth of a Bitcoin at the point of the ICO sale. Yep. Now, whether it's worth that much money or not depends on how many people buy it. Yep. Like just like supply and demand kind of thing. Like if too many people, if people don't buy it, then it's not worth that. Yeah. But if everyone buys it, then in a sense, it's worth that. Mm. Is it though? Mm. Yeah. During ICO, they're going to say, we're yeah. going to raise around, let's say 1200 Bitcoin. Exactly. So if they don't sell that 1200 Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So, so let's say they don't sell the 1200 Bitcoin, yeah. then they don't hit any of the caps. Yeah. Then that money has to get refunded back. Yeah. Assuming there is a smart contract in place that gives you that money back. Mm. If there is no smart contract in place, you're now relying on the person that you bought the ICO money to give you the money back. And that's scary. What's a yeah. smart contract? I like, I like that idea. He, he brought yeah. really important. The smart contract is the whole play. It, it, it ties it together. Yeah, it ties it together. Yeah. That, well, that's what it is, right? The yeah. smart contract knows if the contract is fulfilled because the contract is made, say, for ICO, if 1200 or whatever the cap was there, if it is met, execute this contract. If not, then reverse it. Exactly. So it happens automatically yes. due to the smart, that's what the smart contract smart, is. Yeah, so it's, it's code, it's code that we trust, mm. that has parameters and rules that we can all audit, we can all read and we can say, hey, okay, so the smart contract is essentially a deal between a multiple parties that allows all of this so you know how Kickstarter, how you have to trust Kickstarter to make sure that the, the company delivers and that things happen and that goals are met. It's the same idea, but instead of trusting Kickstarter, mm. you're now trusting this piece of code. Oh, that smart contract is the Kickstarter. Smart contract the, the, the Kickstarter is the Kickstarter code. Exactly. In, in your whole... In your whole, this new ecosystem. So once you're inside this new ecosystem, that code is the law. Oh, is that why they're using Ethereum instead of Bitcoin for this ICO? That's a, Bitcoin doesn't have a smart contract, right? That's a great question. It's 100%. Yeah. Most of the time they do it because smart contracts are easier to write in. Well, I want to say easier, but they're... Inbuilt? Or I know it just comes with Ethereum? It's code that you can write on top of Ethereum, yeah. in the Ethereum blockchain. And the reason why people do it is because there's been more work done in the Ethereum blockchain and there's uh, the resources are there and it's easier to code. But Ethereum is not the only blockchain that allows you to have smart contracts. There are a ton of different blockchains that have smart contracts. But the idea is pretty much the same. It's a, a middleman, but instead of being a man, it's actual code that protects both parties. It's kind of like escrow. It's like a yeah. weird escrow with code. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the money goes into this contract. The contract then says... Once these parameters are hit, then it executes. Yeah, okay. that's the same reason that we don't see a lot, a lot of them. Even those people, I mean, some most of the ICOs I've seen, 
they said we accept both Bitcoin and Ethereum, but they prefer Ethereum over exactly. Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Because I think it is harder to execute Bitcoin smart contracts or something. Well, that's the thing. There, so there is no smart contract layer on, on Bitcoin. So you would have to use a side chain and use another chain on top of it to figure out how you're going to tie. You would have to have something aside from a decentralized platform to tie everything together using Bitcoin. And that's where it gets tricky. So what Ethereum did, which why is why people call it a 2.0 chain, is because it gave you a more sophisticated scripting language on top of Bitcoin. Bitcoin does have a scripting language, but it's not as easy to write for, and it doesn't give you all the options that Ethereum does. So that's why Ethereum became a little bit more popular for these kinds of deals. However, there are other coins that have been doing this for a long time the, that lets you do smart contracts. It's been a thing for a long time. So it's not, Ethereum was not the first one. It's, it's, a popular it's one. just a popular one. It happens to have more community Is that the same support. reason like Ethereum is spiked up so much in price? That's a, a real reason why it's spiked up. Yeah, so right? every, most of the ICOs are now, they're using what's called an ERC-20 token, which is a, a token, a proposal that was approved and peer reviewed that allows people to exchange assets, digital assets that are built on top of a blockchain. So everyone bear with us because this is probably going to be the most complicated episode we've had here. And if you had to take a break, take a break. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Because it's getting fucking real. All right, we're getting I'm real. Gonna, I'm going I'm <laughs> to take a sip of beer. Everyone take a fucking sip of beer right now because we're about to get real. So traditionally you have the blockchain. The blockchain is, if you remember from episode one, is a public ledger. On top of this public ledger, the smart geeks of the world have decided to put another layer on top of it that handles a smart contract and it does scripting code, which allows you to write programs on top of a decentralized ledger. Yeah. So that means that the code runs on a ledger. So is everyone with me? Yep. Yeah. You follow so far, right? Yeah. So the smart contract is the glue that's going to make sure that everyone stays honest. Mm -hmm. However, it does introduce a few little bit of issues. We now have to trust the person that wrote the smart contract. Yeah. And we also have to make sure that the smart contract has been audited because if the smart contract is not audited, it could have bugs. Yeah, it could. Yeah, just like your iPhone sometimes doesn't work and like the battery issue. We, we have seen that happening so many times. Many times, yeah. man. Millions of dollars of uh, yeah. so many different yeah, smart we, we contracts. Can, we can discuss that later on the yeah. cycle of issue. Yeah. But I, I don't want to interrupt you. No, no, it's all good. So it's yeah. all good. But, um, shit, I got lost already. Uh, so we're doing... Uh, we have, like, a smart contract layer on top of... Yeah, so the smart blockchain. contract is a layer on top of the blockchain. And the smart contract makes sure that all the parties are being trustworthy. So what the smart contract enables you to do is it lets you raise money relatively fast at almost no cost. Mm. So before, when you wanted to raise $20, 30000000 million dollars... You would have to build a web website. You would need payment gateways. You would need all these different and things. You have to rely just on third parties. The yeah, banks. You have, like, so you have to make sure all these things were in place. Make sure that the bank didn't freeze your money. And make sure that the money moved fast. But the smart contract lets you do all of this at almost no cost at all. So us right now, we can literally cook up a smart contract mm -hmm. to accept millions of dollars of payments. And it's something that is fucking revolutionary. Because it allows people to raise money in record-breaking time from all over the world. And people are buying, they're exchanging cryptocurrencies for new cryptocurrencies. Nice. If that makes sense. Okay. I, I like this concept of smart contract. I love smart contracts. Because basically great, it is a piece of code that will automate 
your uh, transaction. That's sort of the thing based that we're on heading some, based, yeah. based on conditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because it could be useful in so many cases. That's what I mean. Right now, an I can imagine tons of use cases. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm basically, saying. Basically, you know, automating something to change. The reason, yeah, yeah. The reason I'm, yeah. I'm trying to focus on a smart contract is we're going to hear this uh, word so many times. Anybody is going on a cryptocurrency, they're not going to only hear Bitcoin. I think they're going to hear more smart contract. Yeah. than Bitcoin yes. going on forward. Yeah. Bitcoin has a stored value, but a smart contract blockchain has the use case. Exactly. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. That's so, the way to put it. Yeah. And once you use blockchain, I think people are gonna have to, in a way or another, talk about smart contract. Whoever uses blockchain, they're gonna need some kind of smart contract. They might not use Ethereum as a blockchain. They might write something else on some other kind of coins which has a smart contract, but basically the concept is the same. Yes. Because it's the contract between two parties that will get executed based on that piece of code without relying on any third parties. Exactly. And no, yeah. and, and it runs in a decentralized nature, so yeah. you don't have to set up servers, everything's gonna run on these mm -hmm. ledgers. So you don't have to worry about maintaining the server. I mean, you still kind of do have to make, you have to use some sort of gateway. Mm -hmm. Wherever you're processing it through, so I mean that that there is definitely some some of that, but it's a, the curve, the the barrier to entry is a lot lower, so anyone can kind of get these smart contracts going, and that's where that's how these ICOs begin. You didn't need smart contracts for ICOs. You yeah. can do ICOs without smart contracts, but the smart contract keeps everyone honest, and it makes and it protects the buyer, protects the seller, and it makes the ecosystem. Very, very cool thing. It's a very, very cool innovation. Um, like you said, Lama, smart contracts are going to be everywhere. Yeah. People are, it's, it's, co it's code for money, pretty much. Money yeah. code. Yeah, basically, you write, a, yeah. you write a set of rules money on smart code. contract. Code. If that <laughs> is met, basically you write a set of uh, rules on a, as a smart contract yes. on a blockchain. Mm -hmm. So any transaction happens in a blockchain that meets certain standard based on smart contract, then execute whatever is supposed to execute. Like, let us say, uh, I'm just going through, like, what could be other use cases mm -hmm. for smart contract, right? Let us say you use a blockchain on DMB. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, DMB. And DMB has this smart contract saying, send this document mm -hmm. when this, this, this criteria meet, right? So you, 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 if you want to get your ID or, like, some kind of document yeah. from DMB, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking futuristic when DMB is all, yeah, all, all blockchain. blockchain. Yeah, I love this. I love, like, I love this future. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. oh, because right now you go to DMB, you oh, just wait like eight hours. It's terrible. And it's then terrible. every time yeah. they're going to say like, your document is not... Uh, uh, it's missing this, it's missing you have, that. You have to have like two sets of utility bill. Yeah. And we don't take cash. We only take... And then there are times that I have to go there like three or four times. Oh, yeah. issue, right? I mean, yeah. Source. So if they write a smart contract and let the blockchain handle it, yeah. and then we know their rules, like with this, and so you just send it, and then it's the smart contract says it's fine, then give us our document. If not, they will tell us what's not wrong, then at least you don't have to go and wait on a DMB for like eight hours. Yeah, That's and you I'm can saying. trust it, and you can yeah. trust it, and it stays 
running because it's running on a blockchain. Yeah, it has a security of blockchain exactly, exactly. because it's the same thing with uh, with seats. Is it just decentralized? Decentralized, no, no central yeah. point of failure. Yeah, because central with centralized centralization, any kind of like strong network can get hacked. Yeah, it's just one computer or maybe like a ten computers. With decentralization, your blockchain is staying all over the world. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's redundant. And who, who can hack like all of the all over the world? That's, exactly. There are, but like it's sophisticated. It's really hard to do. That. Yeah, and if a million people are hitting the DMV website at the same time, that website would crash and it wouldn't be able to sustain. You know. I like that world yeah. when DMV uses blockchain. Dude, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to smart do contract. it to send some and then You don't have points. to do anything. You just said like, they, they're going to say smart contracts, like $10. Yeah. Not $10. Let's say like 0.1 Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about dollar. Yeah. When you'll be using Bitcoin, uh, blockchain, I don't think you'll be using it in dollar. You'll be using it in some kind of tokens, some kind of coins, right? So they're going to say two utility contracts, uh, utility bills, uh, 0.1 Bitcoin, and this is this, and this is the person kind of thing. Mm. Because because I think their blockchain will again talk to mm -hmm. some other blockchain to verify my transactions. Oh, that that is really good. It is smart contract. Smart contract everywhere. It's amazing. one smart contract. Yeah. smart contract, and then it's just great. Yeah. So you have a series of smart contracts that make applications happen in a decentralized yeah. nature. And that's kind of the world that we're heading yeah. into. And one of those first applications that seem to be catching on is ICOs. ICO, yeah. So that makes sense. that's one of the best use cases right now for the uh, smart contracts. But the question is like, why, why ICO? Why would a team like us? Let's, like, let's say we're building a startup. Let's say we have a cool product coming out. What is our incentive to want to ICO? Why would we want to ICO? And not just go through traditional channels of like, uh, you know, filing an S1 and like going through a public offering. Why not go that way as opposed to an ICO? I mean, it's like a new way of bootstrapping your company. That's where we put it? Yeah. I mean, before or nowadays, I mean, some people will either max out the credit card or borrow their money from someone just to get something going. And then, I don't know, you get like a proof of concept or some kind of prototype going. Mm -hmm. You want to start taking this product or service into production to mass scale, you're going to need a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, where do you get this money? You know, you got to find people who has deep pockets that is willing to give you this kind of money. So you, you have to like then rely on a network, your own personal network of yeah. people around you. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. then you got to go, you got to start going out there and try to find someone who's willing to give you. You know all this capital that you need to get your company going. You know, and for a while, you know, venture capitalists or angel investors—I don't know, whatever you call these guys—like people <laughs> with a lot of money who's willing to invest in startups. Yeah, I think with ICO, but when you go that route, you know, you're you're kind of beholden to them because you know, like, all right, I'll trade this for this much money. You know, you're just selling a piece to yourself. To just to get some money going, but no, so it, but ICOs, yeah. I see that happening a lot differently because now instead of you going, you know, to these guys with a lot of money, you go to the people, mm. you know, and it's sort of like how Kickstarter was going. It was crowdfunding. That's mm. interesting. So it's 
crowdfunding for investors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to say like you should do this over the other. I'm right. just saying it's, you know, another way of raising capital. Yeah, I think it's more convenience, flexibility, and more outreach, you know. Mm. You, when you are doing IPO, you are, uh, I think, bound by the state law, regional law. You cannot go international. Mm-hmm. Your company is based on this part of the place, means uh, you have like legal bound binding for that country or for that state or for the city, right? Yeah. But with ICO, what I think is you can reach all over the world. It's like if I am, I'm, I'm from remote part of Asia, right? Mm-hmm. I have an idea, then I just put it over, build an ICO and put it on the internet. Then yeah. all over the world, people who have money, who doesn't have to have like big pocket or like a whole lot of money, even a small amount of money, they can just put it on that ICO. So you can reach all over the world and present your idea and then people from all over the world can chip in their money, you know. To raise that, and then that's I think more. Uh, that that's the more flexible. I mean, like uh, more uh, the main idea about decentralization. Yeah. Because the ICO is like decentralized crowdfunding, right? It's mm, good to put it. So, I think you you do you have more outreach and possibility of raising money quicker. Because when there are a whole lot of people from all of the world involved in that, even though. A little bit of money uh, somebody contributed is going to be a lot at home. Exactly. So in a small amount of time. Yeah, and and that's and that's it. So it gives you access to a shit ton of capital that mm. you can get. So it's Kickstarter on steroids. Yeah. Decentralized Kickstarter on steroids. And which 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 also has like uh, disadvantages. A lot of disadvantages. Because right now yeah. we have been seeing so much like misuse of ICUs. Mm. It started. For a right purpose, right yeah. uh, motivation, but more it gets popular, then there there comes the more you know, risks. More, the more risks, risks are involved. People with like ill intention. Yeah, and, and that's part of it. So now, if you remove the checks and balances that you have through traditional fundraising, now that means anyone can do it. That's what. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like three of us can come up with an ICO idea tonight. Copy one white paper. From copy, somewhere, copy, we don't copy even have page. to copy. We, copy we get inspired. inspired. We can get inspired, <laughs> motivated from some white paper, yeah, and adapt to fit our requirement and our needs. Posted yeah. it. A website, as you said before, just yeah. posted, and that's it. actually a brilliant idea. Nobody knows like uh, if that's going to get executed. Is a real product? Is it a strong team? Do we have any ability to succeed? Yeah. Do we have a proven track record? Yeah. The only yeah. thing we need to have is that. Address where we're gonna get those uh, money in our smart like, yeah, yeah. whatever right. amount of money they're gonna invest. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna get like if we're gonna get into Ethereum, we're gonna have uh, our public Ethereum address where yes. they're gonna send our money, and they're gonna get their token. They're gonna send our their, their address. Where so that's all we need. Send, yeah. So, so it makes basically, it really that, easy, that's right? risky. Yeah, very so risky. We have to figure out like this is a high risk. Yeah, very high risk investment. And class, I yeah. would say, if, if it is an investment class. And again, you have to check in with your your, your country, whatever laws 
check with the laws because we're not lawyers and we're not. We're just giving you an educational background on what these and technologies we to, are. We have to say it before, but yeah. this is not any financial <laughs> we're advice. We're not giving you financial advice at all. This yeah. is just here to help yeah. you get yeah. through. Do not. The, I mean, just take this one and I just... I also forgot to put my phone on the side. So that was a piece of Sorry. <laughs> so if you heard a beep noise, it was Charlie. That was mine. <laughs> awesome. But yes, yeah, so that's, so that's the whole point. It's that it's a way for people to incentivize. Yeah, what's yeah. Up? yeah but it's yeah. not only you can make money from ICO, but you can also lose money. You can lose a lot of them, just like IPOs. You can, you can make money, you can make a lot of money, but you can also lose a lot of money. Yeah, let's talk about that. How do we make a lot of money from okay. ICO and how can we lose money from ICO? Because at this point, we know ICO is a crowdfunding okay. for coins. So let's start with the bad. Let's start without all the bad stuff. So, how can you lose money? So, you said a team can put together a whole entire company or a fake company. They can make a fake token. They can have no intentions of releasing a token. Yeah. They can have fake products. I mean, a million, a million things could be going on. The code could be bad. The smart contract code is not real. Um, or they, don't, they even don't, might not have the ability to execute what they all. are saying. At right? all. They have, or even worse, they have no intentions of executing yeah. it. Even worse, there literally is a money grab. Yeah, basically they say, "Oh, the same thing we said." Yeah, we copy white paper from somewhere. Mm -hmm. We just generate an idea, and then we just put it over internet. Exactly. People, and then well, yeah. put our ad address, and then just um, we're gonna keep send money, and then we just close, shut down our. Website. Just recently, there was this ICO, the Benefit. I think it's Benefit or something like some some strange. Confido, yeah, Confido was the one, yeah. and Benefit was the one recently. But it's the same idea. It's like. Uh, People who have no intentions of releasing a product, they're not doing an ICO for a company. They're just trying to trick people into sending them money and they're pretending to be a legitimate uh, coin group. Yeah. But in, in reality, it's just a set of scammers. Yeah. I heard in yeah. news also like the Confido is like, is a scammering and yeah. they, they just couldn't deliver anything. At all. They just took all the money. Not only that, there yeah. are some like legitimate uh, projects. Yeah. A while back, I think the UK-based project, they what? raised like $250 million. Oh, yeah. But they had like tons of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so that's another problem. That's another because problem. Yeah. They have everything well-funded, mm -hmm. good idea, good project, good people. But once they raise like $250 million, they have this partner conflict or well, something. It's very complicated. Happen. Imagine the three of us. All three of us here. Right now, we're not rich. Well, let's say overnight we have this ICO yeah. and now we have $250 million in tokens that we've like agreed upon. Yeah. That, could, that could create conflicts. Yeah. All of a sudden, now we have different conversations. I want to buy 600 mink ja jackets because I think mink jackets are great. I want to buy a Lamborghini. And he wants to buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> so now Charlie wants to build this company, but we're over here buying mink jackets and Lamborghinis and yeah. spending it on cocaine and, and hoes. Yeah, and then Charlie, wants, <laughs> Charlie wants to build yeah. a project. Uh, he spent all the money in project. On the project. We, we, but we, no, we, we want to treat ourselves because, yeah. yo, treat yourself. It's 2018. You yeah. <laughs> So that's oh, yeah. the thing. You have to make sure with any investment you do, you got to do due diligence. Yeah. You got to check the team out because it's so easy for anyone to spin up. A 13-year-old could spin. 13-year-old with enough time can make an ICO happen tomorrow. Okay. It doesn't mean that it's a bad ICO, but you want to make sure that you do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. And it's tricky because you have to evaluate these things just like you would evaluate most investments. Yeah. It's your money. It's your money. You have to spend time. You have to spend time. Yeah. You can make a lot of money, but you can lose a lot of money. And so you can get scammed. 
Even worse, um, the company could be great. It's that snake oil salesman. Thing, it is. You know? It is, dude. It is definitely Wolf of Wall Street all day. Yeah. In ICO land. I can come up to you and tell you yeah. all these things that you like to hear, but it's all smoking mirrors and snake oil, you know? I'm going to make you rich overnight. <laughs> yeah. Send me 9995. Yeah. <laughs> I means ICO is, you can make a lot of money, but you can also, but they, you have to do your due diligence and very important with all the participants of that ICO. So how do we make sure, as you say, like you have to do your due diligence, yeah. how do you find about, how, how do we know that ICO is legit? Okay. I mean, what, I mean, we can never fully find it out, but how can we yeah, make so sure we, that it is at least. So you have to have some kind of framework. You have to build yourself a test, an ICO test. And it starts somewhere. It starts in, you know, the questions that you ask. Is Does the idea make sense? Is yeah. it something that potentially could, does the market need this? Is it, can the team, all right, does the market need this? Can the team execute this? Are the people involved, do they have any history in the kind of idea that they're doing? Have they ever been involved in anything? Check all the LinkedIn profiles. I mean, do a reverse image search on the people's pictures to make sure that they're not from somewhere else and they, they are who they say they are. The reason why I say that, because an ICO from last week, I mean, this thing looked, you looked at the website, you thought this thing was amazing. It was like a rewards program and you were like, oh, oh yeah, oh, this is going to work. Yeah, sure. We need, I have a hundred uh, rewards cards that I need to put in one token and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, exactly. that was your thing. But then, you know, someone did a reverse image search on the pictures and the bio pictures and you find out that these were all stock photography stolen from different websites. <laughs> oh my God. And they raised a shit ton of money. They raised two, three, four million dollars that they scammed out of people. And that's, you know, scary. So you want to do due diligence. You want to make sure you check the names, do reverse image search. If it sounds too good to be true, 99% is too good to be true. It's probably a scam somewhere. But the problem is that there are legitimate companies out there that are too good to be true and they wind up being true. So it's like, man, it sounds just like a headache. It is, man. It's a lot of work. And it's, it's, people it's, miss it's a headache because there always comes this kind of problem when there's a whole lot of money involved. Yeah. yeah. And then think about this way. The way to that top place is not good. Uh, not easy. No. Because when you, because there are people making tons of money on ICU and you can make it. You can also make it. I'm saying you can also make it. I can also make it. But I have to do my part. You have to do, do your part. Because one friend says like this ICU is good. Don't go on that one. No. Because you don't know where that friend got that idea from is that ICO is good. Yeah. You, all right, now you know about that ICO because your friend told you that's good. Now it's your part. Research, research the team member, every mm. team member, and where, where they work before. Yeah. And whatever that ICO is about, do they have experience on that part? Exactly. Let us say somebody is saying we're going to build this big uh, blockchain database. But if none of the team members have ever worked in any database project before, yeah, then yeah. that is like sketchy right over there. Yeah, exactly. And somebody has to be working on some kind of database project or some kind of company related to database in their team member. So now you know, oh, he knows some. But if you have a couple of them in the team member, yeah. then, oh, this is more legit. Right. So those are the things I think will be red flags if they are not like that. And that one and then... Um, if that company uh, has like kind of other backups before exactly. because some of the companies they get backed by bigger names mm -hmm. like uh, Disney came up with one blockchain yeah so 
you have Disney back though. So that's huge. It's huge. It's a big company. And, yeah. Uh, recently, Overstock. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that, big. That, that sold out. And yeah, and some of the people even couldn't get in that. I see. So that's, that's part of it. So that's it. And that's and it goes back to startups. It's like startups one on one. You you're looking for social proof. You're looking for people who are vetting these companies. who are saying, you know, this person. <laughs> Has succeeded before and they will succeed again. Yeah, I'm not saying like only big yeah. companies back iShoes. No, no, no. Normal, like genuinely yeah. working people. They're trying researchers, to, uh, they're MIT trying grads, to yeah. revolutionize the whole thing. But it's all about taking chances and doing your research. You find yeah. it right and you feel it. Do your own research. Do your own research. Yeah, and then, yeah. Very important yeah. crypto, regardless of whether it's I, I see. This is like just general crypto knowledge. If it's an ICO or it's a token or a coin, do your own research. It's not always yeah. a good company back and good team member will make good coins in a way. There are some ICOs which we thought gonna be really good. Yeah. The only problem is their vision is good, but they have a lot of promises, but they could not uh, fulfill all those promises on time. And in this technology world, once you fall behind, because the things will just pass way yeah. faster, so others will take over you. So we have seen that happening. Big it's companies, right. big name, like they say, like, we're going to do this, we're going to be just like technology of everything, we're going um, gonna to build like machine, talk to machine, big, and then we're going to be everything. But they couldn't deliver it. And they will deliver it eventually. But uh, yeah. their estimation of time ah, right managing expectations yeah. and, and then it's tricky they, See, they started yeah. and then this since this is like decentralized and everybody can everybody started believing in oh this is awesome idea but once they realize that it's not going to happen anytime soon then we just move on to another that's going to happen because there are projects that focus on only one thing and that's going to that's closer to realization sooner than yeah. those other dreams right yeah. I'm not saying so you have to see the scope of the project they're right. targeting to fulfill you know if the project is trying to achieve everything in short span of time then you have to also figure out like oh, my investment is going to be at least a couple of years or exactly. three years yeah. but you want anyone getting into ICO is like getting in and getting out in yeah. no time make money some of the ones so, that I've seen yeah. like, that those are those are things I do like when you know a company's ICO and they propose this project, they're gonna develop this and they show you a timeline or just something close to it, like all the things that they're gonna do. The ones that are like, you know, this this is a challenge where we're gonna do this or this and then they break it down like how we're gonna achieve these things and just start building uh their roadmaps of like how they're gonna get there. Very important. You know? Um yeah. And the ones I also like are the ones that get really interactive with you. Oh, like the ones who do video interviews mm. or you know AMAs, you know, asking yeah. any things, you know, and get really active in the community just to reach out so that you can answer any questions that you have. Mm. Th those are the ones I really like. That's the ones I see. Like, all right, I read the paper. Like I look at the website, see what they're all about, what they're trying to do. Like, all right, a lot of this 
make sense. But then there's stuff that doesn't make sense. You know, where do you go to get those answers questions? Because if I'm going to give you my money, I want, I want to understand what I'm getting into. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. That is that's you yeah. talking about like investment, but it's not always necessary that only good concept ICOs will make money. Mm -hmm. ICOs is most of the time hype. A lot of hype. And it's gonna get hyped and any what bad idea, hype? bad concept, when uh, what's happening these days is like they're gonna hire this YouTube personality, the crypto yeah. crypto celebrity, right? Crypto they, god. Yeah, this who has got millions of followers. Yeah. And they're gonna. It's fourteen too. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they they're gonna get like big yeah. chunk of money from uh -huh. them just to shield their coin or like their idea, and they're just gonna be saying in a YouTube on a YouTube like, oh, this is gonna be go ten x, five x. This is my like best ICO. Yeah. So you don't even know like if that idea is gonna work or not, but he says it, you buy it. That's a that's one way to take a risk. Most of the time, you can make uh, money, but you have to be really, uh, you know, clever to get at the right time that ICO, and you have to be really clever at the sell because most of those hyped ICO are not long term. Because eventually, this ICO is gonna be uh, exchanged in a ex, uh, you know, be put on an exchange, and you will you will be traded yeah. based on their value, and then it's gonna be if you're thinking about long term investment, that might not be the right way to go. Like just by uh, Hearing about somebody saying this is good and go after that one, either he's a celebrity or something. So you have to do your own research. So because ICO has a life life cycle, mm, that's yeah. Exactly so something. yeah, somebody who gets it really early gonna make more money, mm. and then after that, so there. So it's it's a little tricky. I'm also like a little bit not uh, <laughs> sure about what so the life cycle so is. Maybe you, that's it. Yeah, so, so maybe let's touch on the life cycle yeah. of an ICO to kind of get us through how this whole process works. Yeah. So now we kind of get, we understand what an ICO is. We understand why a company may want an ICO. We kind of get that we can lose money or make money yeah. in an ICO. But what the fuck does the timeline yeah. look like? And what is the life cycle of an ICO? And when you make most money. And where do you make the most money? So ICO starts with the idea. We got that. Yeah. Then it goes into what's called a pre-sale. Mm -hmm. Oh, what is that? A sale before the sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This pre-sale is a pre-sale that's given to private investors. Ooh. Investors are, are connected somehow to the ICO itself. So us, we have a group of friends or maybe people that we know that we say, hey, we will give you a set amount of allocation, maybe a thousand Bitcoins or a hundred Bitcoins or 10 Bitcoins. And you will buy these Bitcoins at a reduced rate prior to our main sale. Ooh. So it's a way for them to test interest, engage interest in the market before they go to the market. It sounds a little sketchy and weird at first because you're like, wait a minute. So these guys are having a sale before the sale at a cheaper price to private people. That is not fair. That is not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. How do they get a like, discount? Why don't I get a discount? Right? So, so you mean XYZ coin says like we're going to raise 1200 Bitcoin? Yep. Or like 1200 Ethereum yeah. for our... That's our target. Yep. But they're gonna be selling some in the pre-sale. In a pre-sale, privately to people Private. that they whitelist themselves on a cheaper price. At a cheaper price than the advertised price for the main sale. So basically, this is sketchy. Basically, sketch me is off the chart right now. If uh, public is offered 10 X Y Z coin, yes, for Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, say pre-sale is yeah. gonna be like maybe twenty coins. Possibly. So let's Bitcoin. say main sale is ten cents. 
mm-hmm. each token or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the pre-sale could be three cents. Ooh, that's that's a pretty good deal if you got in on the pre-sale. So if you yeah. that, that's 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 the, a great deal. I so, went in on that. So that is the time you can make you more can, money. You, you can, can get in the pre-sale. So if you got in on the pre-sale, you have a higher chance of making money because you're already getting a reduced price than the actual main sale. And it sounds incredibly sketchy from this perspective, but then you realize that this has been going on since the beginning of IPOs. The banks do the same exact thing. Before something goes out to the initial offering to the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ, wherever the fuck's going, they actually reach out to all their customers who are high rollers and they do the same exact thing. They say, hey, we have an IPO that's coming out in May. We're going to give you a reduced rate. And we're going to give you a reduced rate if you guys get it from us. And usually the underwriter does it. So this is something that's been going on a long time in investment. Um, it's from my perspective is incredibly the sketchy. Fucking scammers, all these banks it, and it's sketchy. <laughs> just, it's sketchy as fuck. They're getting it at a cheaper price. All the shares, just like the shares, yes. they're gonna get at a cheaper they price. They get at a cheaper price before yeah. it goes to the market. I remember one, yeah. one time, dude, it's sketchy. Oh, uh, I hear this. Like I think I heard Bank of America once sold a whole bunch of shares. Yeah. Warren Buffett at really cheap price. They know what they're doing. They do, so they so that's the whole point. I heard. I mean, I, I just heard it, but yeah. I, I I heard read. I don't know. It's like verified or not. Now it makes sense. That might be it. Yeah. So they so that's what they do. They they the, whoever underwrites people the were, IPO. People were really mad. Yeah. Like uh, the uh, Bank of America mm-hmm. share was selling for I think um, maybe like fifteen or twenty bucks. But I heard he got. It shares at nine nine dollars, a whole bunch. Back I don't know. Deals. I mean, I might be like uh, disconnected, but I heard some of this is uh, right. But now it makes sense it makes when I shit to so people with a lot of money. Oh, we need a lot of money, so we just give it for like cheaper yes. prices. So it's it's a way to guarantee success and gauge interest, and it's a way for them to make sure that. Once they do go to market, they're able to sustain that price and buy locking in a bunch of people early on at a cheaper price. Mm. So a lot of people, you have to understand when you go into a uh, ICO and you have a main sale price, you want to do due diligence and research what was the pre-sale price. Mm. And which is not a new thing. It's been coming from it's IPO been, yeah. So this is not new to crypto. This has been a long time coming. So this is just investment strategies. Yeah. So if you find out the, the pre-sale, you want to know how many people are involved in that pre-sale. Yeah, because you can get into pre-sale, get, get into the pre-sale. Yeah. Whatever you, you can, because you have sure a higher, money. higher chance of success. Even if mm-hmm. you sell at main sale point, you're now in a better place. So that's the whole point. The tricky part, though, is, is when a huge allocation has been given to the pre-sale people. Because let's say all of you guys got it for three cents. When it goes to the main sale or whenever it goes to an exchange, if it ever does, you're more likely to dump. Mm. So we have the pre-sale, and then the next sale is the main sale, the big sale. This is the one that everyone expects to come. The main sale will be, let's say, this, 10 cents. This is the crowd sale. This is the real crowd sale. And this, depending on the product, there may be a whitelist. It may be uh, invite-only. It may be public to every single one, like in your scenario yeah. where it's a crowd sale. I mean, you could handle it any way you like. Yeah. So it's like, it depends on the token. It could be, be a free-for-all yeah. or just... It could be whatever it is, whatever they decide it is. So this is this is like the sale that everybody can participate. The, exactly, in. the sale is part open. So let's the say public the sale. public sale, public sale, public sale yeah, yeah. pre-sale, public sale. Is that better? Yeah. So initially, like let's say yeah. they, they, they came up with this yeah, ICO, yeah, the and then sale. they said like twenty percent we're gonna do pre-sale, so twenty yes. percent is locked, locked in, and a cheaper price. And it's already bought. It's already bought. 
Yeah, and then now we shall we have eighty percent of yes. some maybe like fifty percent is gonna be public. Exactly. Other they might have some other purpose. And this is where it gets interesting. You wanna make sure that the company that does the ICO states out these rules before the ICO starts. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to hear is that oh we're gonna only allocate twenty percent of our tokens to a presale, but then you find out oh wait ninety percent of the tokens were allocated to a presale and there's only ten percent left. Dude, I also and sometimes want to know what they're gonna do with the money that. That's important. That's, a, that's very that's important. important. That's very important. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, right now, you got some of these companies. $32 million. It's like, what are you going to do yeah, with these $32 million? That's a lot of money. They don't need it. They don't need it for yeah, like, like a small Why company that gives you 20K? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need that much money. Like, I could yeah. be like, you know, Joe Blow here. Let me raise $100 million and just go ICO. Like, who's going to give me $100 million? Yeah, huh? All of them are being rich for no reason. I mean... There is this simple utility token. They have this uh, software that's going to be used on that one, and that's going to raise forty million dollar or what? It's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. Okay, so we got pre-sale, then we got the main sale. Everyone participates in the main sale, or you're allowed to get in. After the main sale, at some point or another, you will receive these magical tokens that you purchased mm -hmm. in some sort of wallet or some sort of mechanism that allows you to store these coins. After that, your hope as an investor is that this coin makes it to some sort of publicly traded exchange where you then can sell or buy more of the tokens you just purchased. And you hope to make that once it hits the exchange, it is worth more money than what you paid for during the pre-sale or the actual ICO itself. Mm. The problem comes when you buy at a pre-sale, you buy at the main sale, and there is no roadmap to an actual exchange. And the point from that pre-sale to the main sale could be months before it actually there is an exchange. So if there is no exchange, then there's no way for you to liquidate your actual funds. And now you're stuck with some sort of bag. Bag, yeah. And you're also, a bag holder now. And the problem with this is also they don't specify which exchange they're gonna list it well, on, they, right? Sometimes they can't even, and right? Because they lost. And they can they list in this shitty exchange that <sighs> nobody goes with low volume. And then your coin is stuck. Nobody's gonna buy it. The price is gonna go shitty, and and worse than that, what happens is like this, those pre-sale people, mm. they will they will get tokens first. Yes. Then main sale people, and they will they will end up trading their token on uh, Ether Delta because Ether Delta is the exchange which accepts ERC token even without being releasing it on exchange. So they bought it in cheap. Like maybe like fifty percent price or like a twenty percent price, yeah, low price. So they're gonna just dump their tokens because whatever price they pay, sell it on Ether Delta, they're gonna be making money because they they bought, got it on pre-sale. Exactly. That's that's where you want to buy it because you're gonna make money whatever price you sell it on exchange like this ERC twenty right. uh, yeah. exchange like Ether Delta, and then you sell it. That you bring price down, so that is really the sketchy part. It's very very sketchy, and it gets even sketchier when you start bringing up the concept of ICO pools, and this is where it gets even more convoluted. People and bear with us is a very 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 complicated what freaking freaking is an episode. ICO pool. If you guys are take a break, take a break. But it's gonna get fucking. I'm gonna get it. And there's a beer. Let's get more beers. <laughs> Everyone grab more beers. Because we're about to go. Yeah, I'll take a beer. Not a 120. Not a 120. I had a 120. I'm, I'm kind of amped up. 
I don't know if you can tell, but I'm ant. ICO fucking pools, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk I've never about heard them. Of this. Okay, so this is. I wish we had our ICO correspondent, Aiden Bellina, because he is the guy for the ICOs. But we can't have him today. His baby's sick. He will be in the future episodes. We'll try to patch him as we can. Bellina, we love you. Aiden Bellina, not Ian Bellina. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Aiden. Shout out to Aiden. Stay strong. Stay strong. <laughs> so ICO pools is pretty much a group of people that pool their money together in attempts to make an ICO buy and have a bigger purchasing power by pooling their money together. It's almost like Amway. I forgot. Is it Amway or is it one of those one of those uh, pyramid schemes that lets you buy products from each other? Thank you, sir. So a bunch of people pool all of their resources together. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, 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 cheers. ICO pools. So it's a bunch of people that pool all of their money together in one giant bucket in hopes that they, by pulling all of their money together, they can get themselves a bigger deal. And they can get a bonus from the people who are selling the ICO. Uh, okay. So I've let's say, these. yeah, it's great. It's a great idea. It's like, it's humans do this. So like, it's the whole idea that I will put all my money together in this big giant bucket. And by having millions of dollars, I can now approach a startup and say, hey, we're willing to buy your token at a reduced price than your main sale. So the, the startup may offer the ICO pool 25% bonus, 15% bonus, a 10% bonus. I've even heard of a 100% bonus. I don't know because I, I'm, I, sometimes you're not even allowed to disclose some of these bonuses, but I've heard these things happen. Oh, man, that's crazy. And it gets very interesting when you have pre-sales that have been purchased and bought up by ICO pools. Okay. Because now you have a bunch of people that have are in it to win it. They all pulled their money together. They got a 100% bonus and they bought a bunch of stuff and now they're taking that bonus and as soon as the main sale happens, these guys have already 2X'd. And that's scary because now you have a whole bunch of people that bought the token with the intention of selling it immediately. Yes. They're not. So, and this is where it gets tricky when you think about fundraising in a company, even a company itself. If you have a bunch of people that are in a company and they get a bunch of shares of the company, usually you vest those shares yeah. so that people can't dump all the shares. You have vesting schedules as they're in the company that gets, they contribute more to the company before they can sell the tokens. So if a whole bunch of money that's been allocated to these pools with no vesting schedule, you can have a situation where it goes to the exchange or even before it goes to the exchange, it goes to a decentralized exchange yeah. that can't be controlled because they're tokens and they're liquid that they will just dump on you because they're all in it to flip. They're not in it for a long, long haul like a traditional investor may be in for a long haul. But then again, some ICO pools are in for a long haul. So you always want to be aware of how much activity is going on in pre-sales, what kind of pools are involved because the pools potentially are getting a better deal than you are. Mm. Yeah. Because they have more buying power. They're negotiating millions of dollars while you're only negotiating your hundreds or not thousands. Oh, I like this. Yeah, that's why you. It's a very tricky thing. Yeah, that that's why you have to research on their white paper, what they're offering. Like they're the as he said, if they have a vesting period, if they have a developer fund that's locked, because some some ICO what what they do is like ten percent. Yeah. 
or developer that's gonna be locked and we have like this much coins that's not gonna be in circulation so all of those has to be researched and then ICO are for like advanced traders mm -hmm. I would say it's not for it's, beginner yeah, traders it's definitely not a beginner thing yeah if you're doing uh, as a beginner by somebody selling and you might you might get lucky you might make money but most of the time you might be yeah. ending up buying these coins that's never gonna go into like good exchange you want to get burned a few times yeah. before you go into an ICO yeah. just because <laughs> you want that feeling you want to know what a burn feels like oh man so you can detect the, the first burn. ICO I've been yeah man <laughs> I, I remember man Holder's still in Charlie Holder's still in he's still, still holding, holding that ICO man. hold it yeah, we we got burned on we, that ICO. We burned ourselves. We burned ourselves a little bit. But we, yes, we yeah fifty percent fifty percent loss. It was okay. Uh, mine is at sixty percent. Yours is fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah, I got off at five cents. It was yeah. work. It was so we we did an ICO early on in uh, October. Um, I don't want to mention yeah. the coin because that's a weird thing to do. But you know, we got kicked. We got <laughs> kicked by that ICO. Savage. <laughs> Not what you said. So we got kicked hard with the ICO because yeah. you know we went in very optimistic, and it's kind of. It was one of those things where it was like one of the first ICOs when we were getting back into the whole thing. And we just kind of jumped into it. The idea made a lot of sense to us and we made it happen. However, we made one crucial mistake. Looking back at it, we didn't set our parameters and our rules before the investment. We didn't say, hey, I'm getting in on this investment to dump in the exchange. I'm going to be honest. When I got into it, I wanted to dump the minute it went to the exchange. I even didn't know what ICO was when I got into it. <laughs> I didn't know what it was yet. I, I just was like, like, you guys are getting into ICO. Oh, let's get into ICO. Are we I gonna was make hoping money? to make a lot of money from it. <laughs> That's what you never should do. That's why I was like, all right, ICO, you're going to just do two X's for sure. I said, all right, cool. It's good. Two X. I like a 2x, all right? I really like You can't even make like 10, 10x, 20x. It's infinite yeah. x. 2x, 3x, 4x. Infinite x. And all right, cool. I like that idea. You're not losing me. But no, none of us had any good grip on what ICO, at, no, like no, how no, to no, vet no. ICO. You know, how I had a good ICO. That was, that was like my third <laughs> ICO. So I saw I had the website. Some, some experience. I looked yeah. at some, some part of the things that were on it. Presentation yeah. on the website was good. Yeah, for me, it was too early. Because yeah. I was just getting into crypto and ICO. I don't want to know what ICO is, but if you guys yeah. think it's good, I I'm going to get into this ICO. I went with a different investment strategy. Yeah. My plan with this one was that I was going to get in and get out. The problem was that I didn't, I didn't thoroughly read the white paper. Yeah. So those are our mistakes. Like, yeah. I did it without any experience. Exactly. You did it with... Out really fully vetting the white paper and noting the parameters around the token. The token yeah. had a 30-day lock-in period. Yeah. I was unaware of this 30-day lock-in period. Up and until where the yeah. pre-sellers... Pre exactly. How much, were. And how much the pre-sale was. I yeah, had no idea there was a... Pre I didn't even know the pre-sales existed at this point. Yeah, you, you, you didn't have to... You, you also didn't have like, like, pre-sales. No, I, I had... Exactly. Yeah. No idea about ICU. No. You also didn't have any idea about ICU at the no, time. No. So, so those are the mistakes we made. These are all the mistakes we made. So those are the mistakes that one should never... Yeah, and yeah. you know, and I, I panicked so I, I saw. I was tanked. just looking at how so much I, I was getting. I yeah, you trade this much, and then you get this much, and then if you do this much, you get this much bonus. And there was all these things that were happening, all these numbers thrown in my face. And I was like, this looks good. It felt right. It, it felt, felt right. And you go with your gut, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But it's kind of important yeah, to get that, kicked in the that, ball. That's like an yeah. experience. Yeah, you got, I got really kicked excited. Really it's like, oh, this yeah. is so cool. Yeah. We're so, not saying the name, but we're, we got kicked we're, we're not gonna really say, hard. We're not going to say the name of the ICOs because we're not here to show coins or yeah. tell coins and tell you what coins are better or not. You got to do your own research. But at least I can yeah. focus on we got kicked. 
Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Bar. So so that was it. But it was one of those things where we we didn't like once they hit the exchange, we panic sold, and that probably was not the best move. We saw the price start to go down, 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 and we sold. But if we believed and understood the project, we might have held off and we might have stayed on for longer. That I'm that is holding. one way. No, that, you're still holding. Right? I'm still holding. Holder still holding. Yeah. That is one way to look yeah. into that. But other way to look into that was like, if you have invested thousand dollar, you lost five hundred. You take out the five hundred and invested in better ICO. Right. And get back. Then, then you got you got you be making like more. Right. No. Hundred percent. Than but, getting back. The but that's the whole that's thing. thing. And it's like when you go into an investment, you have to set parameters. Before yeah. you go in, because if you don't, you're gonna get like emotional and do this and do that and like react to things. Do you do yeah. you do you do you remember at what point we knew this ICO was really bad? Um, I think it was when I saw the founder. I'm not gonna mention the name of mm. the ICO, but when I saw the oh, founder yeah. in like different countries having a great time, and when I saw him address the community in certain ways, and I had mistakes about yeah. So I saw saw him reach out to the community and it wasn't so much as a transparent reach out. It was more like he was blaming other things and not taking and owning up to the responsibility, which is a big red flag. We didn't even touch on community. Communities are very, 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 very important. Charlie touched on it. So that's wrong. Charlie said that it's good for things to be transparent. It's good to go into the telegram and reach out to people. Yeah, you got to connect with. Your community. Mm. So that's important. You got to answer. Yeah, I remember that uh, ICO founder publishing like what are the mistakes I did in this yeah, ICO. Yeah, exactly. That's right after the ICO launch. Yeah. He published like his mistakes on ICO and then. It was too transparent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was a solid post. There was definitely a lot of mistakes from everyone involved in the ICO. But whatever, you know, it's like you live, you learn, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. I mean, the main, the whole idea about this is not to do what we did. Yeah. Uh, investing without knowing what you're investing in. Yeah. That one more. Why you and me? The same thing and I did, that you're and learn the same things yeah. I did. Yeah. One was <laughs> investing, <laughs> having not knowledge about pre-sales. So right. Have knowledge about everything because I think at this point we had given enough knowledge about pre-sale, yeah. main sale, ICO pools. Some even doesn't have pre-sale. That's the good thing. Yeah. Because they just do like the public sale. Means so some of the good ones they do yeah, some like of the ones public sales and yeah. there is no requirement. Everybody can participate. If you get those, those are like with really, really, really good great. people. Really great. And they have really good money. But that happens rarely. Very rarely. And it's reasons for that because they want to make sure that they sell out. Yeah. Now there's like this whole idea of like you must sell out your ICO. If you don't sell out your ICO, then that means that yeah. there's no interest in your yeah. project. So which brings back to the whole idea of like why you're raising so much money. You want to make sure that as an ICO, you don't raise thirty hundred million dollars because you may not be able to get that much interest in enough products. And also, I think one way to find out about a, if it is a good ICO mm-hmm. or not is they cap how the much cap. you can invest. Yeah, exactly. What's the cap? If if really a good ICO is a good good idea, then they already know that. There are so many enthusiast people who right. want to invest in this ICO. So what they will do is like not not just to be the proportionate, you know, not to be the disproportionate. Yeah. They will say like you can one person can only invest like let's say like one Bitcoin or one mm-hmm. Ethereum in it. So that's how everybody gets a portion. That's a good good strategy because everybody gets a yeah, portion distribution, and then not only the so the called whales. whales 
can get but still preserve people gonna get who have bunch yeah. of money they are the worlds they are the ultimate lords you're also <laughs> hearing this from a whale himself <laughs> which makes it even more interesting <laughs> that's what I'm saying yeah. I mean if you get into pre-sale you're gonna make money uh, you have a good connection and then maybe somebody in your family is opening an ICO then yeah. you get the pre-sale you get better, all yes. of your friends and uh, if you have connection get into pre-sale and you get you're gonna make money but even getting into any of these, do your own research, yeah. get into white paper, no team member, no, the allocations, execute, allocations, everything, uh, distribution of the tokens, circulation supply, how many tokens yeah. they say. So they, I've seen like the projects circulating like billions oh, and billions of tokens. Uh, I don't know why even they there, need that many There's tokens. one out there, what's it called? Is like Nipple or something? I don't, I don't want to say the name <laughs> of the company. It's like Nipples. It's like it's called Nipples. <laughs> it has like 17 billion tokens. Yeah. It's like top five, um, top five or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. You have but to, they definitely have seventeen. Yeah. Or, I don't know how many billions. Billion nipples out there. Yeah, you have to know that more. It's uh, in the circulation supply. The value of token gonna be less. And then, if you think like it's gonna go up, then it has to. More people have to purchase the token. You have to also understand that fact. Yeah. Circulation supply everything so the same so, rules apply to like that episode we had earlier where we no. talked about how you evaluate coins yeah. same idea yeah the reason bitcoin yeah. is this much is because it has less circulation supply because altogether it's 21 yeah. million yeah that's we covered in the first episode exactly. first first yeah it's 21 million out of which i think 1 million is locked by the founder of yeah. bitcoin and a couple of millions lost because they lost on a hard drive or something so maybe hardly like 18 million yeah. uh 19 million is out there of which everybody wants a little bit chunk yeah. and yes. then how many people in the world like 35 billion or some people something or a billion, or billion. Or billion. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I just threw in some number, that was like number. Billion. That was a good number. I like <laughs> and it. Then, we'll stick to it and then all of the people like if they want to have a little bit of that 18 million think about it 18 million can have one bitcoin each right yeah. but there are not people not only have there are people having like more than one bitcoin mm. so that's how the value goes up so the whole idea the, the whole idea of saying this one is like less the amount of circulation supply more uh, once people start owning the value gonna go higher so that's very important so you want to read the white paper yeah and you want to supply yeah, yeah. And you want to make sure you touch on the token statistics field supplies and yeah. max supplies and distribution and all those things. So yeah. research, research, yeah. research, 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 research. Yeah. ICOs are incredibly high risk and potentially depending on the country that you reside in could be illegal. We don't yeah. know the laws in all the countries in the world and we are not a law podcast. Yeah. So we cannot tell you what to yeah. do and what not to yeah. do. Most of the ICOs will yeah. specify if you are from certain part of mm -hmm. world, you cannot uh, participate in those tokens. So make sure you like, do diligence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, most of the companies, uh, most of the ICOs are not legal in the United States. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you, sir. Bless you, sir. So, Many wishes and coins for you. So they, they, will, they will tell you exactly like, yeah, this is not valid for the United States. And they will, uh, and most of the ICOs, when you participate, they will ask for KYC. Yes. Yeah. Know your customer? Yeah. That's all right. Know, yeah. know your customer. Yeah, means like, for. yeah, they will verify if you are from where you are from, or where yeah. you're saying you are from, 
and then if you if you are the person who you are saying you are they can ask for your some kind of identity and then yeah just verification goes and in united states if you want to get into ico in most uh good one you have to be the accredited investor yes and and something that's there set up to protect you you know it's set to protect people from making mistakes and you know if you don't have the assets or the financial capital to get invest to invest in things you probably shouldn't be investing because you could potentially lose all the money that you put in these are very high risk investments and very high risk instruments so be careful because there be scammers there be scammers you know a lot of scammers everywhere but I hope you guys have a really thorough understanding of ICOs. There's a lot more to cover on ICOs. Yeah, we will be covering about yeah. ICOs a lot because this is going to come. This is a lot. A lot. This is just a primer. It's a but quick primer. It's like a good paintbrush. Because, like, you know, I mean, as, if you have any questions, just hit us up. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I want to get Aiden because I feel like Aiden's like the man on the inside. Yeah, he's the yeah. ICO maniac. He definitely is the ICO maniac. And I feel yeah. like he, he would help us you know, when we do a deep dive on ICOs, we can get yeah. into more of a, because there's a lot of concepts to, to grasp. You know, even just smart contracts alone is like something that you could have a whole episode yeah. on. So we yeah. don't want to, you know, bore you with definitely one thing. But we hope that you have a really good yeah. primer on the ICOs. Yeah. ICO and a smart contract go hand in hand. And then once you get into ICO, like ICO, smart contract, ERC20 token. But now we have like newer versions. Yeah, of so many ERC different tokens. ERC20 is like... An, yeah, it's like standard right standard now. Version, but it has like once it's upgraded, it's not going to be 20, but it might be 20, a, 22. Yeah, there's a ton of different yeah. drafts and yeah. there's different proposals for yeah, different that, entities and tokens. Do that just like name of the upgraded ones, but we got to keep, you know. Yeah, we uh, want to make it digestible. Incorporating these ideas yeah. based on what the feedback comes like. Exactly. Yeah. What do you guys want to learn more about? Let us know. Put comments in there. Yeah. I mean, we have a little bit of news. Should we get into the news? What do you guys want to do? You want to talk about what's happening with Bitcoin? Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of people. A lot of people are concerned. I am concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I I have my investment. I am concerned. You have your investment. You are concerned, right? What's happening with Bitcoin? Everyone's it's going up. It's coming down. It's going sideways. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, it's going up, 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 and again going down, 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 and it's going sideways. What is happening? What is happening? It, you know, it's a lot. And from the last episode, you guys know that Bitcoin is not dead. So that was it. Yeah. What, what is you know is Bitcoin dead? I don't think so. But what's happening? You know, it's we had a big year. We had a really explosive year last year. And you know, the, we can't continuously go up. It's just it would be nice. It would be nice to always go up. But at some point or another, it I has like to correct. And it has to pull back a little bit. And we have to kind of calm down as people. I guess. And see. Hey, maybe, maybe. I guess. I guess. I guess it has to happen. I, know. Yeah. I guess it would be nice to for it to be a hundred thousand dollars right now. It will be eventually. I think so because this is for the same reason we talked before. Limited supply. Yeah. And yes, it's people, deflationary. <laughs> there's a limited supply. I mean, I think about this of, in terms of Bitcoin. There's probably a. Sh- a whole bunch that are lost forever, so mm-hmm. there's even less. And think about this: all these big name, big names coming into cryptocurrency, New York Stock Exchange, Goldman Sachs. Ton of I, I I have some rumors hearing about Bank of America even involving in like cryptocurrency. Heard that too. Heard Amazon. Amazon. Heard Amazon. Think about this. That's great. all these big names. 
was another rumor. Now coming into yesterday. play. I think I heard Facebook. Was it Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, I heard Facebook rumors. So it's, it's hot. I mean, it's a hot space. For some reason, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Eventually, they have to. Yeah. Because wherever there is money, another all other money follows. Exactly. And know? because money follows yeah. money, and then Amazon is big money, mm-hmm. Facebook is money, Goldman Sachs, Bank of everyone. So they where they follow where the money is. I mean, like it always was an 800 billion market. Now we're like five or six hundred billion. They have to follow this market, otherwise they're gonna be losing out. They're gonna be missing out. I think so. other, yeah, that, that's that's what's gonna happen. Look about overstock; it got into it, and then there are so many uh, players getting into blockchain, and eventually from blockchain we're gonna they go like the cryptocurrency, right? So eventually, I think. I mean, we all have our all yeah. hypothesis and theory. My theory is like this summer is gonna be super hot. Yeah, I think so too, man. It's. It happens every year. We have this kind of a little bit of a pullback. We go into bear mode. Yeah. Um, I people say calm just down. Give it, just yeah. give it time. People yeah. calm down a little bit from like the hype of the year before. And by April, you start seeing signs of life. By May, it starts to get a little crazy. And then I, 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 I still yeah. I still say this is an opportunity. This dip. It's a great it's opportunity. For anyone yeah. trying to enter into Bitcoin. It's the best time. Yeah. I mean... Had we had money laying around, because, I mean, we have already invested. We we yeah. don't. We I'm not sorry about what I'm invest invested. I'm gonna wait. It's gonna go up, right? But if I had any more money, I would be buying it. This is like buying market right now. The Bitcoin this low? Can you believe it? Yeah. We were dreaming about Bitcoin going this low yeah, when exactly. uh, like a couple of months back. Yeah. So, and from last episode we. Verified Bitcoin is not dead. It's not dead. It's just getting going up and up and up. It's just it's going to go up. It's taking a breather. And it's uh, we're not saying that uh, for just sake of getting up and up. Right. There is a reason behind that. Right. Big players coming into market. Yeah, there's all sorts of and, speculations. And there is a deep. There is a reason about having this deep. There are so many news like China. China market is uh, doing some more. Uh, crypto cracking and then and then South Korea was regulating and all of those are now normalizing because South Korea is, re- is already I any mean, passed their bills or they are on a way to passing bill and I heard on January 30th they have allowed five banks mm-hmm. five or six banks specific to do market. and we, we're gonna see it I mean I'm hopeful from January 30 market state it's gonna spike up. You know the South Korea is huge cryptocurrency market. Right. So and then for US it's the tax season. And there are so theories. Could be theories. There's the theories. theories. I've heard some theories. People have to pay taxes. Yeah. And then they gotta pull some money out. They, yeah. they, they have to pull some money out and wait and then pay the taxes and after tax so season lunar then, new year too. And you're gonna get those tax returns. And where are you gonna invest those? <laughs> We're gonna put that money back into. Because you gotta get good return, and the stock market is almost like people are so frustrated with the stock market, it's so less volatility. It doesn't go up that much, and then it just stays. You just it's just like putting on your bank. Doesn't happen anything. So, so. so that's the whole thing. So we know Bitcoin. You know what's happening with Bitcoin? It's you know it's it's not the best moments. It's not the worst moments. It's just 
middling out. It's calming down a little bit. I mean, but what about Ethereum? Ethereum is awesome. What about? Think about like baby Bitcoin. Think Ethereum. about no, no. Think about what was the price of Ethereum last year around this time? Ten dollars and eighty-one cents. I just made that up. It was ten dollars or something. Yeah. Maybe 51 cents, not 81 cents, but like it was, yeah, like it was around ten dollars. It, it was around ten dollar, eleven dollar at that Yeah. Time. What's the price? Let's say a couple All of days back. Oh, uh, like almost fourteen hundred dollars. Now it's at least ten thousand dollars. Yeah, thousand dollars. You can say thousand dollars today. So I even don't X. know. I don't know yeah. how many X is that. A uh, thousand X's? Thousand X or something? Ten X? Thousand X's, right? Yeah, thousand X right here, right? From ten to two thousand, right? Right. right. Oh, 100x. 100x, yeah, 100x. 100x, 100x is not bad. 10 to 1,000. That's 100x, right? That's pretty damn good. What's the percentage? So why does it keep going up? So why does it keep going up? I don't know. Mm, I think see. one of the reasons is those ICOs. There we go. Because we talked about ESC20 token, yeah. uh, Ethereum is popular, smart contracts. smart contracts, and you know how many ICOs are popping out, like this mushrooms everywhere. So when somebody has ICO because they know a smart contract is built in, it's easier to deploy, manage, get money, and then exactly. you know execute their contract. So they just use Ethereum. So that there's there's a use case for yeah. Ethereum always. Yeah, as long as there's smart contracts for ICOs. Yeah, in theory, and that's going to always continue to drive the price up as there is as the amount of ICOs continues to grow, which is is projected to grow 150 times this year the market size as that market continues to grow people will continuously use ethereum to buy those ICOs. or i have another theory oh, no. on what's ethereum this, what's the ethereum theory crypto kitties crypto kitties <laughs> or have you heard of crypto celebrity i did hear yeah, about right? that from you it was good they're, they're saying j-lo's for little uzis Somebody you guys know Uzi's connect. Yeah, never like, heard of this. So oh. You can buy. Oh, that's because he wasn't connected today. He was out. He was out the loop. He was out the loop today. I saw that one. That was. I was like, what? I can. I can have a smart contract so with like, Jennifer Lopez for zero point two Ethereum. So for those that don't know, there is a website that allows you to trade celebrities. It's kind of like baseball cards, but for celebrities. Like you know how trade celebrities. Yeah, he's yeah. good. So you can buy uh, a J Lo card. Okay. And then anyone can steal the JLo card from you as long as they paid 2x what yeah. you paid. So it doesn't matter if you want to sell it or not. I can, if you bought JLo, right? This sounds like a game. It's, it's a game. It's definitely it, it's, a game. It's, it's not a game, it's gambling. It's a game and it's gambling, <laughs> oh, yeah. and we're not saying go do this. Yeah. We just think that it's fascinating. There is. Yeah, I'm yeah, curious. There you I want to see this. Oh, so JLo, awesome. you, if you buy JLo for a dollar, I can then steal your JLo by paying $2. You don't have to agree to, to this deal. I can just steal it as long as I pay 2x what you paid and so on and so on and so on. So what that winds up happening is it winds up, things wind up appreciating really fast. Yeah. Because people keep stealing it from each other, keep stealing it from each other. That's 2x, 2x, the 2x, thing. 2x, 2x, 2x. The thing is, you can, you so can, the moment even, you pay 2x, I get that money. Yeah. You can even purchase President Trump. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Which I honestly think is a hot one because I'm like, yeah, I got crazy. Yeah, is, is, that, <laughs> is there a website for this? Yeah, yeah. Chris, We'll send you a link. The crypto celebrity. I sent it in we'll a post a link in the I description, you, guys. Yeah, I it's, sent you in like this. Right. Yeah. The group chat. Yeah. If, any, if you guys are curious, just tweet us. Hashtag yeah. Coin Talk Cafe. Do we should have a hashtag? Coin Talk Cafe? That's the hashtag. Hashtag Coin Talk Cafe. Yeah, hashtag Coin Talk Cafe. Just tweet. Do we have a tweet? Twitter thing set up? 
Oh, we'll make it one. We'll make we should one. set up a Twitter account. Yeah. But Do we? no one's using one. his hashtags. I mean, so just hashtag, hashtag, yeah, hashtag us. On yeah. Ethereum, that is one of the use cases. We, we saw about CryptoKitties. CryptoKitties is crazy. We never talked about CryptoKitties. Look at this. Look at this. No one's using his hashtag. Our hashtag has never been used, guys. First person to use our hashtag is going to get one Bitcoin. That is not true. I just made that up. That is not true. Please yeah, do not gonna, do that. Gonna oh, you're going you're to get a one super Bitcoin. You're going to get one Bitcoin God. Bitcoin God. <laughs> Wasn't even Bitcoin Glue? Bitcoin I think, Supreme? I think I, I heard about like Bitcoin Atom or something. Yeah, Bitcoin. Wasn't even. There's a new fork coming. Is it Bitcoin Atom? Or something like that. Okay. I saw that one. First person to use the hashtag will get one Bitcoin atom. That's not true. We don't know how <laughs> I think it's one to one. I think it's one to one. Bitcoin candy. Is that the cheap one? Which one's the cheap one? <laughs> I think Bitcoin diamond is one to ten. One to ten? Okay. Yeah, Bitcoin. But yeah. I think do Bitcoin unlimited. Bitcoin unlimited. God damn it. Charlie's getting a Bitcoin. I, I got to get a Bitcoin now. You got to get it to me. Sorry, guys. Charlie was the first one to hashtag it. But now I'm going to delete it because I was just testing <laughs> He's the first one, but yeah, just hashtag us, Cointalk Cafe. We'll definitely answer a few some questions. But you know, the community aspect of crypto is very important, guys. Yeah. And whatever you invest in, make sure you research. Yeah. Join the Telegram, Reddit. Yeah, Telegram is an app. Telegram is an app. And you can download it. You can also go to and Reddit. Everybody knows it, right? Reddit front page of the internet. Yeah. Um, Discord channels. Join, check Twitters, just connect with whatever it is you're investing. It gives you an opportunity. Unlike other investments, you can actually reach out to the team. You can talk to people. You can yeah. get a feel for how these people are. You can engage with them. Shit, you can even join the team. But get into the official channel. Yeah. There are so many like fake channels. That's true. That's the problem. Yeah, so make sure you're on the right channel. Yeah. Because so you go to the main website and then find their channels and join those channels. Yeah. Because with money comes responsibility mm. and you have to be careful. There are a lot of scammers. And you have to do hard work. I feel like a lot of people enter crypto and they want to get rich with minimal work. Yeah. You have to trigger it with discipline and respect. Yeah. You have to put some work into it. And I get to work. And part of that work is connecting and finding the right people and making sure that you're careful, you know? Be careful with all the posts. Yeah. And then it's all about money, meet technology. Mm -hmm. So you love money, but you also got to know about something about technology and if you say that technology is not my aspect then this thing is not for you you gotta be technologically uh what do you say uh, proactive yeah and know about what's going on because it changes every time and then some kind of uh you know bug bugs gonna come so you gotta update that one so what the what the bug is somebody's saying or somebody is hacking it using yeah. just like let's say this abc.com is uh, the real right. website yeah. but some gonna somebody's gonna write like acb and you're gonna look oh it's abc and, and you then got you. A, all right all right abc.com is the real uh, website then somebody said adcum let's it's say dangerous place. yeah then and, oh you don't uh look at that last part mm -hmm. and it's abc so you're just gonna do it and then they're gonna say send this to this wallet you got it done so you have to be really Careful with what you're Super doing. It's like when it is on internet, mm -hmm. there can be a lot of scammers. So you check twice, check twice before you hit that send button. Yeah. So and that's the whole thing. Is like the number one rule of crypto is trust no one in crypto, not a single person. Yeah. Trust no one. Assume that everyone's trying to scam you, and you approach every single deal and every single offering that way. 
you'll be a lot more skeptical. Yeah. You will be more thorough. You will assume that these people are trying to scam you. Yeah. So therefore, you can work backwards. And also, like, don't believe everything that's posted on Reddit, Twitter. Yeah. You you yeah. take that as reference, and you, yeah, you know, yeah. you can justify yourself like when you when they are just shilling about. Anything. Yeah, a lot of people show. People, you you buy. Let's say you bought one coin, and somebody wants to bring price down for mm-hmm. that coin so that people can buy it. So they're gonna say, "Oh, it's gonna be bad," or like. Nothing's happening. A lot of but you check your roadmap if it's hitting the time, and then those are the stuff that's gonna happen. And then sometimes Bitcoin price is gonna go down and it's going down, and people just saying it for right. the reason of saying, hoping that weak hands gonna sell their coins and price gonna come down and they're gonna buy it. So you have to be aware of all those situations, like why people are saying those things, what they are saying. If they, those are true or not, exactly. So, don't believe in one part. Uh, just Reddit or Telegram, research all of those. It's your money, and then if somebody's gonna make money out of your money, it's you who's gonna make money. But if you do not research and if you do not double check, uh, you fall in the hand of scammers. Then you're gonna you are will be the one who's gonna be losing money. So nobody else will be able to do that for you. So yes. you have to check yourself those ideas it's not that hard once you found out a way to you yeah. know, verify it but initially it seems a little bit uh complicated to get into those technologies but once you got an idea like i have to check this website and i have this official mm-hmm. channel linked i have this wallet address done so you have to just follow the certain rules that you should never do yeah. while dealing crypto and while doing online activities in general. It's not only the crypto world. When you get into online, it's Be everywhere. Safe, it's in Twitter. It's in Facebook. No. Somebody's hacking your Facebook. So it's going to happen everywhere. Online bank account. It's not only crypto, but crypto is going, being so popular. So it's being attacked. So like a general rule of thumb for being online, and this is the last PSA we'll do before we wrap up, um, is treat the internet like it's unprotected sex. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like you wouldn't just oh, have man. you wouldn't just have unprotected sex with anyone you know what I mean like you're gonna protect yourself you're gonna make sure you put rubber on put a condom on make sure things are safe yeah make sure you're protected and you're good yeah, and you're yeah. safe and on that note I think we covered a lot of shit today yeah it's, it's, a, it's a lot it's a lot technical it's a lot of technical it's probably sure. one of the most technical episodes we've done so we apologize for that but we want to make sure that you're on the right track but- but all, the thing, here. Yeah, but all of the things we covered yeah. today, we'll be, keep coming back to Yeah, we'll keep coming. Again. It's just a primer. Yeah, yeah let us know. I sure yeah. we talked, it's not in, it's just the beginning. It's yeah. a lot it's to a lot. cover. It's a lot. We'll be covering about ICO thing yeah. and Bitcoin thing and deep thing and Ethereum. These things are going to keep coming. Yeah, it's going to keep coming up. New, yeah. You're going to keep coming thing, and the whole point of the podcast is we're here to help you. We're here to guide you. We're here to try to take you. And not make the mistakes that we've made in the past and hopefully make crypto more friendly or free. Yeah. If we can. I mean all about just sharing knowledge and like yeah. you know, helping each other out. So helping each other out. That's it, man. Yeah, hit a, hit us up if you have any questions. Hashtag yeah. Cointalk Cafe. Hashtag Cointalk Cafe on the Twitters, on the grams, on the Snapchats. Yeah. Do us up, hit us up. And this is Juan, Charlie Holder, follow the whale, and we out. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye.